It's the first road trip of the year. It's the first Talking Points podcast of the year. We're off to the orchard to, to rob the orchard, take their apples and their two points, and come down the road as winners against the local rivals. Out of each and every Talking Point, reaction from Jair and the whole lot. But first, Oasis. Coverage brought to you by Specsavers Drada. Just um, taking off on board and looking at Fermanagh, our lead mead. Listen to Brendan Cummins here on LMFM. The lead by a point. I tell you what, a draw would be lovely with those two, to be honest. Absolutely lovely, the draw. I'll find out later on how to get on. The early game on the Saturday. Trick me. In Park Carlton, uh, Fermanagh, you'd have to say... Yeah, draw match. Couldn't have got a better... Start of the road trip on the way down the road, it'll uh, the hours trip to the athletic grounds to the cathedral city. Um, yeah, me couldn't hang on to the three on one to finish. They brought on Keith McBride, AFL player Sean McNally was the man, seemingly for Fermanagh coming out from goals. But we, like you don't, you uh, in this division, you don't want any team to win. Mead not winning and Fermanagh not winning does us really, really well. Good stead. Now we get a win tonight against Armagh. Or even if we take a point, it's not that bad either because we've been around the mix with all these teams. And yeah, it just shows as well that teams are not as far ahead as you think you would be, especially this time. It's fairly even, obviously, with the result, but me, it would be really fancy to win at home Saturday evening, Pack Park talking against so-called Minnows team coming up. And that wasn't the case. And we bloody take it. Roll on this road trip up the road. So we're good with down the road, the Ring of Gullion, we're going by Nyori now. It's just we, it's just me in the car, driving in solitude with my own thoughts and thinking about uh, thinking about the game tonight. I was ringing a few people, ringing the father and the brother and that, just the last thing he said, Dad said, he goes, are, are, are we going to stand up to them tonight? And I, I, it comes in two parts with me. Obviously, it's standing up and not being bullied and not being punched and not being able to kick and not be not get kicked. It's able to stand up, take it up in the face and drive on and maybe give one back or stand up for your teammate, grab the lads with a scruff of the neck, not getting rattled. But it's also, like as John Giles would always say, the moral courage to come and take a ball when we're under pressure. Come and relieve a tackle, take that shot on, take on your man, fire over the freeze. I think we have that in Sam, hitting those freeze under pressure. Um, and then there's also dealing with the noise and the atmosphere, because I, like, I keep saying it over and over and over, but this is going to be an atmospheric game. This is going to have a factor on the, on the proceedings. As much as the weather would, as much as the pitch would, mucky pitch, wide pitch, dimensions of the pitch, much as injuries would, much as the wind would. It's I, I, I'm trying to think when have we played in a really intense sort of venue or even a noisy venue. And I suppose the only one I can think of would be the semi-final against Offaly in extra time. Got fairly noisy. Um, Park Talton last year. Away to Fermanagh to a certain extent. And what got us through those days, that moral courage is when you go back to the, the practice and the repetition of training and doing the same thing over and having the skill set high 
and then when it comes to a game or pressure situation you go back to those good habits those how those habits you have established and that's what I hope we can maintain this year those habits with the freshness of Jair Jair bringing this sort of Dublin mentality of skill and playing with pride and passion where you're from and with a, with a band as well backed up by a structure of play and I just hope that's the case you want that pride in the jersey to show in not being afraid to take on Armagh in the home patch and not being afraid of them to take a thump or take a hit not be afraid of the crowd to get bottled and let the noise affect your game and get in your head that's really what I'm hoping for on my way down as my voice is nearly going already probably from shouting come on loud in those podcasts in, when I react to the two teams two teams are picked the uh, squads are there they're fit they're ready rare to go it's going to be held to scout round one we've seen now in Mead and Fermanagh it's going to be every bit of rustiness it's how we mentally adapt to things not go right and to adapt it to when things don't go right for our man pouncing on them as well so that for me we have to play into and that's going to be good and hopefully we're good enough to get the job done and put the performance in as well and let's see how good our man really are it's an hour before kickoff and I'm just driving down by the golf course road into Armagh City there's some lovely houses on the left and storm a lot of, a lot of trees blown over by the storm across the country the whole way through Market Hill and the whole lot um, it just gives you a sense of identity that we're not like we're not in Kansas anymore Toto but it, it's also the, the, the queues there's a queues coming into this game and it's building like it's building the anticipation of a big game tonight at Athletic Grounds uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm over egging it or maybe I'm just too used to it having worked in, in Armagh a lot of games like this seen them take on Donegal or Kildare in Division 1 games and they're really good spectacles and that's what I'm, I'm really hoping we all get involved and get into and get exposed to tonight as a county and the whole lot and then another thing is listen to um, reaction to the COP podcast uh, on Second Captains actually about just him leaving and then like it's just so many comparisons to Mickey Hart and one of them is like whoever comes in after Klopp is going to be constantly um, compared after the massive like figure in football is gone you want to be nearly the, the manager plus one so hopefully that's not the case with Jair Brennan tonight or this season but um, yeah so many eerily like even the shock of Liverpool fans are like yeah yeah, now you know, now you know how it feels. But to lose a Titan in the game and what have you, and then the way even Klopp got players playing out of their skin for him, and no player, like every player improved under Mickey and Gavin, and no player went backwards. No, I wouldn't say any went backwards. Maybe it was injuries that might have allayed to them, like Nabi Keita or even like some other like Andy got injured and um, even Kiki was injured for long spells but still had moments of class in between it's just um, yeah just it's eerie it's eerie just that sort of uh, comparison um, and the lament of the Liverpool fans but they uh, but they'll have to get over it just like Larry will have to get over tonight but yeah the anticipation building with the red lights going into Armagh City Hotel um, an hour before kick out dusk has come in the lights are flicked on and uh, yeah here we go and away we went and uh, point 
we saw go and two points we let go as well because um, 10,452 people were there they're queuing again from three to a quarter past three and um, we just couldn't get the job done absolutely gutting performance um, this is the flow of the game I'll give you matchups now in a second um, but yeah it was such a tough tough loss I'll get into that at 50 talking points overall you're going to hear them all and you're going to hear from Sean uh, Casey from the sideline I and you're going to hear from Geezer and Jer Brennan in their thoughts after the game also but yeah like two t- two managers not playing dummy teams so the matchup's going to where Donald McKenney was marking Conaghy uh, Peter Lynch went full back on Conor Torbus or Torbo and Dermot started left full on Supi Campbell and right half Craig down to pick up by Joe McElroy uh, Anthony Williams is picking up Grugan on the 40 and then Kieran Murphy was on O'Neill wing forward Tommy Dornan picked up um, Creeley um, Conor Early picked up Mackin and then it looked like Higgins went out on Paul Matthews um, McCabe picked up Kiki and then McCambridge, Brian McCambridge picked up Conor Grimes at a great battle with Grimes. Um, McGrain went, uh, it's Bournes on Bournes, McGrain on Downey, and then Aidan Forker picking up Sam Mulroy and that man marking, uh, I suppose, thing he's known for now at this stage as well. Um, but yeah, we started so well. Got four points ahead, four points to no score ahead after 19 minutes. They didn't score until the 21st minute free from Conor Torbett. But Paul Matthews, Ryan Boards with a half goal chance, maybe a three quarters goal chance, maybe a full goal chance. And a Kiki kicked over in the narrow angle that he didn't kick over against Westmead, if you listen back to that. Then Darren with that patience, that patience of the move, uh, the strike over the bar to make it 4 0. And we thought, okay, we are doing really well here. Then Conor Torba gets a free. Conny gets one from play. Kind of had the advantage, but he snapped it over. Then Tommy showing us the finest kick, the great score, put it five two two ahead. Um, look at we we did, did we did give them a couple of goal chances. Now McDonald gets down and makes a good save in one of them, but Torba does get a free, and then Grugan oh, dismantles our kind of beliefs just before half time with. Um, a score was it? Yeah, it was a score from play. A really good score from play. A snapshot to make to undo all our good work in the first half. The lead with the wind, and um, by a point, uh, wasn't good enough. And it was probably there where we lost the game. And then, but we started the second half with Sam with two frees, possible black card. Talk about that in a second. Conor Grimes a lovely finish off a lovely move to put us eight four four points ahead again at the start of the half. Bit of deja vu here. Next thing, Armagh hit six in a row. Super Campbell ignites it and then gets the final two to put Armagh 10 8 ahead. In between, Torbo Grugan hit freeze. I think Torbo hit one from playing and Falker on the counter attack as well. Um, I thought he got one in the first half, no, just on the second half. We do fight back. Should have patience again. Kieran Downey gets one back, and then Sam nails a free in the 63rd minute to make it 10 all. Second time the sides are level in the game. Um, then Torbo gets one on the loop. He just gets away from Tommy and Dermot Campbell, I think. And uh, he gets a free then shortly after. I think it was Andy Williams and Paul Matthews fouls before he's just taken off. And then Downey, that was two points, that was 12 10 again. 
and then down he gets one rapid off a really good restart from uh, Niall McDonnell but we have a chance to win it at the end Wayne Campbell comes on for his league debut tries to get up for the pace of the game doesn't get the shot off at, at time but didn't know he had, he had such a little time in the county just getting used to in the league gets blocked down and presents Sam the chance into the wind to nail a free, a 45 rather, to level the game and he just pulls it to the left and it possibly, they did play on, cut out maybe a free to get it but maybe you just don't get those. Arma hang on to win, gut-wrenchingly get that win and uh, we'll hear now first of all from Arma manager Kieran McGinn who gives loud, very juice, he really does, I have to say, you'll be impressed and then we go straight into Jair Brennan who's uh, disappointed and he's not all of a moral victory, but yeah, let's hear from Giza first. Uh, Kieran, two points on the board, that was ultimately the goal tonight. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, later we gave the two points, first game at home, like, you know, sticky match, so, yeah, good. How do you feel about the performance? Uh, we probably missed a lot of scores, um, again, we put it in the, the hands of the referee, and he, he did his best to even things up, so, like, it was, but that's our own fault, like, you know, missing goal chances and a few easy scores and things like that there, like, but, Listen, ultimately they did very well defensively and were able to keep it out. And even Stupid Campbell and Connor Turbot just getting key scores at key times at the end there? Yeah, no, like they, they did well in that regard. Like just those goal chances and a few easy scores, like it was just disappointing we could have put like a wee bit of space between us, you know, especially in the first half. Like, you know, we fought really well to turn the ball over, like and be two v one on the keeper and miss both of them, like so. And just at half time, I'm sure you're happy enough with the score, Kieran. Yeah, just no. wind. Yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's a strong win. It's funny, you, all the guys tell everybody to kick the ball in, like, and every time you kick it in, it comes out. Like, it's, you wonder if people watch the same game. But no, like, I'd say like, the first 15 minutes were a wee bit scrappy. And, but listen, it's the first game, and you can see by the scores right across the board, everybody's nervous. But like, it's, it's two points that you want, two points in the league board, which is good. That sort of game, that's just a sign of what Division 2 is going to yeah, be. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's hard to sort of break down, but like, the big thing is is really getting two points on the board, like you know. And I was just reading some of the notes in the, the program there, and they were telling us that we played loud in '86 and didn't score in the first half. Just like, that's not going to like all those boys are right that like, with the modern game being like terrible. Like you know, if that happened nowadays, like there'd be there'd nearly be a war path out first. It, it certainly took a long time for you to get your first score. Yeah. Well, was there any worth probably that first 20 minutes? I think was was four four points for loud nothing for yourselves. You didn't start well at all. No, like it's it was the nervousness in front of goals. Like in, in that period, we had those goal chances. You know, we had a couple of like, shots too. Like you know, we, we actually had more shots than them. But listen, it's it's very hard to be hard on everybody first day out. Like and just there's loads of mistakes that you could uh, own in them. But uh, it's just very disappointing, as I say. Like when you leave it in the laps. The officials, like, you know, we can go anyway. And you had a lot of firepower on the bench, but when the game was in the Melbourne pot, you brought on the likes of Ashley O'Neill, Jason Duffy, maybe didn't get as much time, maybe, as they could have done. Can, can you explain that, or the thought process behind your changes in the second half? Well, in, in what, who would you say was playing bad enough to take off? Well, just in terms of the, the, the players that you had on the bench. You had a strong bench, but... Um, but that's what I'm saying. You have Turbo there and Bison, so that you're going to take off somebody to defend them. how they played? Okay. So, were you not... Well, it was, it was a tight game, I just thought, with the likes of Tierney Kelly. But it's a tight game because people are, you know, like Ashton Connolly scored two points, cut out two balls in his own 13 metre line. You know, you had Joey Mack, like Mark and Lennon, like who's one of the fastest players. And you had um, Connolly, same with the other wing, like so. 
that would be my reasoning behind it. Yeah, I'm not criticizing the boys on the field. If anything, I'm praising the boys on the bench. That but what I'm saying is, is you asked why. Yeah, sure. That's, that's the reasons. Fair enough. Kieran, I know you, like you say aspects of the performance not ideal, but like the, from a perspective of getting a league campaign off to a win, like that's really, really important, isn't it? Uh, Just to, get, to get the like, ball listen, rolling. Like, Louds were probably one of the best teams in the championship last year. People forget, like even in the Super 16, the only team that was able to deal with them was was Kerry. Um, like they're very strong, very physical, like they're tall around the middle. Like you know, they're really good ball players, serious pace on the counter with Grimes and Lennon, like and all of those sort of players. So like, when you're coming in today, it's going to be a tight game. And like we said before, like if it comes down to a point or two, you just want to be on the right side. If you look at last year, like the only every loss we had was by a point. I was going to say some people might say that you know there was a time when Man had lost that game, um, yeah. so like you be I mean, hard to Yeah, no, listen, it's very hard like, until you watch it a second time. Like you know, you, you get um, like in the first half we moved really, really well, and four bad fist passes mm-hmm. actually give them the four scores. Like when we were, you know, running at them going forward, mm-hmm. and it's funny, like you know, that's what I'm sort of saying. People assess things very differently, like. Going, you're really attacking, going in numbers to give the ball away against a good team. It's four scores on the opposite side. Like it was very costly, and like we ended up getting the four scores in a more controlled manner, like you know, in the first half. But I suppose that the end result is all that sort of counts. Like you just have to look at last weekend's club game. Mm-hmm. You can be the best team for 29 minutes if you're the worst team for the last minute. Yeah. It's it's costly, like, and that's just what you're trying to sort of say. Like, there's very few county teams. Who, obviously, there's there's two or three teams, you know, really on the top level. We're all trying to catch, but there's another seven or eight of us just trying to cut out those mistakes and make sure when you get those goal chances, you're putting them away. Like and today, like you know, we probably were guilty of both, like with the goal chances and, and a few mistakes. But then, when composure was needed, like they, they did, they did do very well. Were you worried about any kind of hangover? You know, after coming, you know, having played in Division One the last couple of years, just tried so hard to get up there, just come down. Were you worried about any kind of hangover coming into this campaign? You know, having you know, welcome to the carries and, and the legs up, up here, like. No, but like, we've, I remember playing loud in a goal match after winning the All Ireland and. Uh, Destroyed us, like they killed us, like and either arm, one and arm, you know, it's, it's just those types of games. Like it's, it's, it's all credit to loud. Like they're always they're tenacious. Like they don't give up. Like they've no high opinions. They, they put in a good shift. Like you know, as I say, like you look at Lennon there. Like there are very few players as quick as him in this country. Like from Gavin White right back. Like you know, like McKinless, all of them. There's very few of that type of pace. And you have to respect what's in front of you. And as I say, like, they were very unlucky last year. It was a Derry beat them with a last minute goal, and Dublin got out of jail too with them. Like, and it's just like the quality. And if you talk to them, like, so we're delighted to get a, a win. Yes, we could have played better. There's no doubt about that. But still, like, it's, it's a great, it's a great result to get for us. I see uh, Rian about there. Like, what, what's the state of play with him? Just obviously with me coming next we week. We have a couple of we have Rian, Andrew, Ethan, James Morgan. Um, five of them like just coming back in. They just have had no training, like so. Uh, Are you expecting them? Yeah, we would hope. Listen, <laughs> they're all quality players. So, but you know, in fairness to the boys, like they, they've been sort of doing well, and like you know, having Jason and in Nugent and Ross McQuillan back too, like it's you know it's putting a big push on. But like it's you only have competition for places when you're winning because when you lose, then the people who haven't got the position think they should be in. So. Listen, we're hoping over the next couple of weeks people will push hard, but we'll meet at home next week. Another big, strong, physical team. They don't give the ball away after going up the steps in Crook Park last year. I can, you know, 
we know we have a target on our back, but that's like, and, you know, get you over the line, which is delightful for us. Over 10,000 10, here tonight, yeah. like that's some attendance. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, I'm like, you know, we're, we're passionate, so when you're bad, like, you, you get it, see you do, but like, when you're, when you're winning, like, they're, they're, they're there, like, and pushing you on, so it's good. In the end, uh, you have to be very proud, even though you come out on the wrong end of it. Absolutely proud of the lads, the effort they put in now from start to finish. But you know, in the build-up to this column, the amount of work that they put in has been uh, has been incredible. Now behind the scenes, to try to get themselves up to a uh, well done to get themselves up to pace. And um, as you can see out there, they weren't feeling wanting, um, despite a lot of. What would you call it? The areas of the game that are easy to clean up, unforced errors and things like that um, that we have to go and work on. But very proud of the effort the boys put in. Yeah, you really went at it right from the start. Uh, tremendous first half performance. Some great uh, shooting, some great long range efforts. Yeah, well, I think there was a big motivation factor there, Colin. The, the, one of the teams we were playing against one of the teams that was favourites to get promoted against one of the teams that was favourites to get relegated, and we were, we were in the kick of the ball and getting the result out of it. So, uh, um, you know, the lads took that personally. Yeah, um, was that a big motivating factor? I think you were one of the biggest outsiders of all the over all the matches this weekend. I think we were the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the lads probably thought they had a point to prove. No, well, look, as I said in previous chats, which you know they've gotten a taste of what it's like to be at the top table. A couple of learnings from two of the big boys last year with Dublin and Kerry, and they're keen to get back up and to face those type of teams. And that obviously started tonight against a top team like Armagh. Start of the second half, you were in obviously one point advantage, just stretch it to four. In a very good, strong position at that stage, and uh, every reason to believe that you could go on and close it out, maybe. Yeah, the, 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 the score what we did so early in that third quarter against a very strong breeze, I think, was a, a big uh, credit to the lads. You know, we ran at them, uh, drew a couple of fouls, and uh, I managed to take the scores. Armagh were never going to lie down. They've been an awful lot of talent, the footballers, and, and, and you know, Stephen Campbell, Rory Grugan, uh, uh, Andrew Morning inside. You now they were. When they got the ball in hand, they were very difficult to handle. And the fairness to our boys, they, 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 they worked hard to kind of corporate their influence. At Armagh, I mean, they got their patch, they got the, that run of six successive scores, a few turnovers, a few balls that were given away a little bit cheaply from your point of view. Yeah, and that's, you know, the learning when you're, when you're playing against the big boys. Like, uh, if we were to go out now and do a fitness test versus the Armagh lads, you can be sure of certain that the Lowe fellas wouldn't be found wanting. It just comes down to probably a couple of uh, um, technical uh, um, improvements that we need to make in terms of usage of the ball and very simple things, you know, where the top teams punish you and arm now punishes. And yet, when they had the momentum after getting their noses in front for the first time, you refused to lie down and you came back again and again. Yeah, but we probably led in the scoreboard for the majority of the game up until was that maybe 9-8, I think we went behind and, you know, the lads didn't go hiding. Uh, they went two down and two points down on a night like this, the way the game was going, that was a huge ask and to the boys they pushed hard and got it back yeah a few pressure kicks obviously you had the opportunities to at least draw the game and Sam maybe on another night they would have been over yeah look at Sam a uh, wonderful captain uh, really works hard tries to set the example for the lads and look at uh, how many times the sea save loud and uh, uh, tonight the radar slightly skew but you look at these things happen happens to all footballers but uh, Again, very proud of Sam and how he worked and how he led the lads in the build-up to the game and in the game itself. Was it the work ethic maybe tonight that pleased you most despite the result? I'm not happy really. I, 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 we lost, so I'm not happy now. Uh, the lads are not happy inside. Um, we don't want moral victories. 
we want to win matches. Yeah, but there would be a lot of encouraging signs going forward now looking ahead to next week and the rest of the campaign if you can build on this performance. Yeah, well, well like, there's huge encouragement in terms of, uh, from a fitness point of view and how we were able to, 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 to stick the pace and actually drive the pace on occasion, like you mentioned that third quarter and also the fourth quarter when we went down by a couple of points to the last we were able to come back. Uh, um, we made a couple of subs at key moments. A couple of fellas were probably falling off, uh, so we kind of brought in a few fellas to kind of freshen up and uh, after the game. But ultimately, uh, we want to get to the top table, and you got to win these matches. Without stating the obvious, you weren't far enough ahead at half time. Would, would you accept that? Um, I, I'm not really quivering. It's it, it, you, you kind of have to take it play by play. Like we've all been involved in games, and we've all played in games where you're you're playing against a strong wind at half time, and you're and you're down by a point or two, and you think it's great, and all of a sudden the opposition come out and, and destroy against the wind. So I, I know that like our, our our goal was to you know control each possession, quivering to be honest, and, and try to generate a shot scoring opportunity. Yeah. I shot the score ratio tonight. I think we took 20 shots. We only scored 11, so that's 55 percent. That's something. Again, you get that up one. But three or four percent, that's a draw. You get up ten percent, and you're winning the match by a point. And again, we're uh, in Division Two. It's hugely competitive. There's no team going to be hockey in any team. There's only ever going to be a couple of points in it. So they're the kind of fine margins. Again, when you're playing against top teams, where uh, you, uh, you get points. Just on that uh, um, counter-attack and efficiency, is that maybe the most disappointing aspect of your performance tonight? Well, uh, I, I wouldn't say I, I, I'm the. the I, I would be disappointed, not disappointed, sorry, uh, frustrated with, with the technical unforced errors, uh, uh, which, which is what colours out on occasion, and, and we obviously got punished, so, so, so that's something which can be fixed quite, quite easily, you know, so, so uh, not knowing the problem is a worry, knowing the problem, I think, uh, for us, is something we have to work on, uh, we're, we're buyer, you're doing the basics very, very well. What happened the last, we say, 10 minutes of the first half? Did this end up retreating slightly too much he couldn't sort of get out well as always we chatted at half time probably structurally we we, we we began to lose our shape we even I thought from an attack point of view um, um, the way we probably tried to adapt things for the lads this year uh, not to be overly structural in our attack sometimes it's just going to go for run down the juggler uh, um, so on occasion the opportunity to go hard faster was probably on and probably just through, through, through habits a couple of guys just maybe coming back into set positions which is needed on occasion but we were, we were looking for fellas to go at it a bit more so when we were getting turned over in possession in the second quarter because fellas had gone into kind of older set positions uh, we were caught defensively whereas in the 4, 15, 20 uh, even if we were being turned over the lads were, were, were going to stick into the plan uh, a bit more and uh, so we had a good shot at half time to try to uh, fix that you know? the, the decision not to press the arm kick out until we say towards the end do you feel that's something that, that worked uh, we say well for you nearly yeah. <laughs> we lost so, so no yeah. but, but uh, uh, close on occasion uh, to be honest uh, we were conscious uh, Blaine Hughes new keeper and, and fair play to him now on his debut uh, uh, he, did a, he did a great game um, we got a couple of clips of him in the Mechanic Cup and he's a huge boot so um, we, were, we, were, we were conscious with and against the wind how far he was able to uh, kick the ball forward so so uh, we, were, we just didn't want to get caught in the quick counter attack that's something Armagh do quite well they took in on their kick out and then Runners on the non-ball side are very good at, at, at taking a chance in behind, so I thought we managed that quite well. Just finally, the other two games in the league today... Who, who, uh, how did it go? Cavan beat Kildare and then the other one was a draw. Yeah. Obviously we see how Cork go tomorrow. It's very important, we say, to get points ultimately next week. Is that all it's about really? Yes. 
simple as that. Got to get the points. Got the performance in Paris tonight. Again, a couple of obvious areas to clear uh, up, up, as I said, but uh, it's about points. And uh, you know, no, I'm not. The lads don't want more of yeah. Thank you. Cheers, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's really refreshing to hear Jer say that when um, you see the lads going off and they were busted. They were ex both sides came off that field absolutely busted, like nearly like a rugby game. They were all limping, they were carrying knocks. There was ice everywhere. It was a bruising encounter. Um, we don't want moral victories. We have a day's extra to get to get ready for Cork. In That's why this podcast, these, these Saturday night games are a killer. Um, just in terms of getting it out to you, you'll be off on the Sunday, you want to hear it on the Monday. But with the games not on a Sunday, I'll get, I'll get them out now just before, as quick as you can. Quick as I can, because uh, there's no point waiting a day to, for the Monday to get them out. But... Um, just before I go into the 50 talking points, 50 odd talking points, I want to uh, hear from instant reaction from Sean Casey from the sideline eye. Just give his Arma perspective on things um, loud voice. Sean, what's your, what's your overall feelings and the initial reaction after that game? Uh, Down probably from normal perspective. Um, good to get out of here with two points. This was, it was a really tight game and I know having spoke to a few Armagh fans and that before and after the game, it was a, a much more difficult match than a lot of people thought this was going to be. But um, having done our media interviews and that, I suppose Geezer referenced both today and the last time I interviewed him, that Armagh never get anything easy with Louth. So that, yeah. that was pretty much how it panned out. And Samurai could have stole it at the end, maybe, and earned, uh, it would have been a well deserved point for Louth if he had scored it. but from a normal perspective, definitely happy to get out with, with two points on the board. It didn't look like the kind of loud plan coming down here was to, to maybe ambush, come, come from the siege mentality, we're going to come into Armagh, make you feel the pressure of the crowd, get that early lead, silence the crowd, and it looked to be paying off, but from my perspective, looking at Armagh, you never really panicked. I mean, that was the difference. Yeah, I think maybe that's the Division 1 experience for yeah. Armagh for, yeah. you know, they were up there last year playing, Kerry beat them by a point, they drew a Mayo here last year, Galway beat them by two, so they were playing them top, top teams, um, and maybe just that wee bit of experience has carried on with Louth, they're, they're trying to get to that, they're coming the other end of it, where Armagh might be wore four or five years ago, they're looking for that wee bit of experience, and the likes of the night will obviously stand to them going forward, but for Armagh, like, this team has been about... A long time, you know, yeah. particularly like obviously Kier McGinney, but um, with Rory Grugan, Stephen Campbell, Aidan Falker, you know, they've been about a long time, so that wee bit of experience has maybe helped them and just controlling the game a wee bit. And I think the sharpshooters up front, like Campbell, landed two really big scores yeah. in that second half, Turbo as well, uh, Connor Turbo, a couple of big scores. So um, that wee bit of experience and then that wee bit of class up front just, just tells and probably the home support um, yeah. we're, we're in the media box we maybe don't get the atmosphere but Armagh brung I think there's ten and a half thousand people here and Armagh always bring a good support so that maybe helped get them over the line yeah they too. kind of tweaked, they kind of got a little bit lively when the game was in the melting pot you could sense that they're getting on top of the team and kind of trying to help them along and maybe call for a couple of decisions as well a couple of the key decisions I would have felt 
from a loud fan uh, was Ed Falker. He had two, there was two opportunities, there were near misses. You probably don't get those decisions, but for me, there were both two black card offences. You're, you're kind of smiling, you're, you're talking, you, the first you one, think so? I thought the first one was just a tangle of legs, and maybe that's <laughs> when the orange tinted glasses on. Uh, but the second one, was it Aidan Falker? The second, second one, yeah. On I Dylan remember McKeown. there was a call, yeah. I think that was more of a black yard. Yeah. Um, the first one, maybe I'm, I am being biased, thought it was more of a tangle of legs. It was it was probably a free in, but would have been a harsh black yard. But the second one, like the free had been given, I think, and Aidan wrapped his yeah. arms around. Yeah. I think it was Tommy Dernan. Um, Dylan McKeown, the substitute. And, you know, dragged him to the ground, which is essentially what the black yard is for. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. The first one thought was accidental, but the second one, I think Louis could feel aggrieved on that. Yeah, big time. And it's just it's just one of those things you do not get and you didn't get. And Loud had to come here and maybe have a greater lead. We probably should have had more of a lead at halftime. That was probably the killer. Yeah, the game. I, I think that was the big one. Like 4-0 up at a stage and then Armagh, you know, win the rest of the half 4-1 with the playing into the big breeze. Like Loud needed to... And the chances too to punish Armagh. Like... I thought Armagh gave away a lot of loose turnovers in that first half, a lot of unforced errors, and yeah. Louth broke at real pace, but there was a couple of times they maybe had three or four wides in that first half, a couple short as well. I remember there was a long ball in, Blaine Hughes done really well to gather it um, at the feet of Could one of the Louth Ryan forwards. Ryan yeah, was flicked in. So there was chances there for yeah. Louth to extend their lead, and they did in the second half then. Um, they went four points up straight away at the start of the second half. If they had been, say, four up at half time, yeah. then open up a seven point gap. Yeah. Like, that's just such a mountain to So, climb. maybe that's where they didn't, didn't get that lead to make Armagh feel a little bit more nervous than they should have been. Maybe didn't bring that panic level that, 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 that I spoke about earlier. Dear Bernard said it after the game 11 out of 20 was Loud's efficiency tonight. You yeah, know. That's, that's a big problem for them because in the first half, like, Lows were definitely the better team, yeah, but yeah. Armagh were happier at half time. Yeah. So that's that's something that probably Jerry Brennan and the Lows team will go away. That's that's a learning and again we're talking about yeah. Armagh's experience, maybe Lows inexperience, maybe playing against the top teams. That's the sort of stuff you're talking about, like that you have to take your scores when you're on top. And when Armagh were on top, um in periods that second half, you know, Campbell got two in a row. Turbo put over free and then got another one from play. That just six in a row was just that was where the quality shone yeah. for I felt that I didn't think they had. And then on top of that, coming away from here tonight, from your outside view looking at loud, do you think we're relegation father or are we possibly in the mix again to go up in promotion? Yeah, probably coming into this one and admittedly not seeing enough of Louth over the last couple of years only having read about them on their upward trajectory I probably would have had Louth down as as um, relegation candidates but tonight I thought really solid defensively like Armagh I don't know the the breeze played a factor too but Armagh really struggled to break them down in that in that first half and even like I think Stephen Campbell was the only one that scored from play uh, I, I, a decent score from play. I think he got three from three, play. Yeah. Turbo got one from play. Rory Grugan got one from play. So you're talking about high level forwards that the Louth defence really were able to pin down. Um, I, I think if they got more, maybe Mulroy didn't get the influence that he, he has over the last few years. But no, I think Louth are definitely up there. Like they'll, their home games are going to be key. I think they've Cavan maybe at yeah, home. Yeah, Cork next at home and Cavan of Man at both home yeah, so I think, in uh, March. Yeah, I think those three games, if you get winning them, 
you know, we've seen how close the ward are mile and eight, you know, they're not we've seen Fermanagh going to Meath today and getting a draw. Louth won't fear going to Meath. No. Um, you know, so I would definitely have Louth in the mix. I don't think they're gonna be in their relegation fight. And I think if they can pick up them home points they'll be right in the mix coming into the league. Cheers Sean, you go home happy, I go home with a gut wrench, agonising one point defeat. That's just the title of the margin of division two. Thanks a million for coming on. Good stuff, no bother Don. Yeah, Sean's a great lad, very diplomatic as well. Um, not the the talking points I've been getting off people out there um, whatsoever. Okay, so I will um, get into this 50 talking points. Let's start with talking point number one. And that is um, the black cards. The black cards that wasn't. Um, Aidan Falker. He trips up Sam, but there's no doubt about it, he trips up Sam. I know Sean's been di- very diplomatic, but he trips him up. And if it was anyone else, you might give him the benefit of the doubt. But the fact there was Aidan Faulkner, Sam Bear down in goal, it was, a, it was a trip. It was a trip. It wasn't a pull. It was a trip. It was a black card. Take him out of that game. It might open up a little bit more for us, um, especially in the second half at the very end, when they're, uh, when we kind of... They're pressing our kickouts, they lose a the man, they don't have that option. We can get the kickouts away, we're very good at that. Transition up the field, our full back line is good in possession. We get scores off it, we work that well all night. Um, so, there's that lingering doubt there. Should he have been black card on two occasions? Not one, but two occasions. And he wasn't, and that was to our, that did not give us the right rub of the green. Hard to get the hometown decisions, but still. That should have been a call. That should have been made by um, Thomas Murphy, the referee. The man who sent off, David Clifford. Just remember that. Um, yeah, and then there's also a lingering feeling would Armagh have gotten over the line anyway? That's the that's the other worry that I would have as well. So, look, I'm not going to blame referee, but it was a massive talking point. Massive talking point in, in the game and how you manage the game. And the man marking job he does on Sam as well and kicks a point himself. So for me, yeah, I thought it was very crucial in how the game went. So that's um, all your talking points. That's talking point uh, for the one. Sign up for the rest of them on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Covers brought to you by Specsavers Drada. Thanks to Sean, Kieran, and Jer. I'll have more during the week. I will have. Low podcast coming out here. You got six this week, and plus match reports and late updates as well. So I'll be picking my team to take on Cork. I'll have Cleary's uh, reaction to his team. I'll have Jer reaction to Jer's team. I'll have a Cork guest on. Very excited about that to preview Cork and what they're about this season, winning the McGrath Cup again, building that consistency, and um, how they get on their opening game as well. The analysis on that. And a whole lot more. So sign up now. Coverage brought to you by Specsavers Drada.